0: we have safe ice and good weather. It may be late, it may be brief, but it is here. I am Mr. Obvious, Ken Root, joined by the Iceman, Bob Urban, proprietor of Murray Outdoors, under the big walleye on the south end of Guttenberg. Bob, are you feeling good now?
1: Uh, We're a little wet and a little cold this morning, Ken. And
0: that's because it's above freezing and you're getting rain on top of the ice?
1: Yeah, and I snuck out for a few hours last night and stayed out in the rain. I figured uh, me and about 30, 40 other guys were out there. Once you get wet, you just kind of stay out there. We're already wet. So it's affecting the ice a little bit. We got, I don't know how much, it's still raining kind of a little bit up here, but it's going to be a short season for for some of us. Uh, We have plenty of ice up here, but, I mean, along the Interstate 80 corridor and some of those folks are, Not going to have the greatest conditions after this rainfall.
0: Uh, I've been watching Facebook, uh, you and several other people, and there's some pretty
1: darn good catches. Uh, What are you picking up now out of the river? Yeah, the bite's been really good, Ken, for this last 10 days or so for just bluegills. Really emphasis on Bussy Lake. A lot of guys are fishing up in prairie, doing some other areas, but my numbers come from uh, Bussy Lake. A lot of folks that are fishing here just north of Guttenberg, uh just north of the big walleye about three miles, right? Yeah. And
0: but I also see some people with rain perch and some people with crappie.
1: Yeah, so we're fishing bluegills. Uh if you're fishing for bluegills early on there, you're catching ten to one. You're keeping mm. you're keeping one bluegill out of ten you catch a lot of smaller ones and then uh crappies just started picking up, doing a lot of them and then perch as well. So that bite is picking up and people are getting spread out all over the lake and, and roaming and, and getting some of those. As the water comes through the hole, when we're getting thawed out here and getting some rainfall and the temperatures are getting better, that's always a better bite for the crappies.
0: Well, can I look at it one other way from talking with these uh, fisheries biologists from DNR? If you've got a lot of little bluegills, that indicates health and it indicates future of... uh a lot of big fish.
1: Hang on one sec, Ken. second.
0: We're interrupted by Bob selling things.
1: He seems yeah, to think just sold that a, sold the Yeah, sold a new, new Vexlar here. What
0: do you have? Oh, a Vexlar. Um, I always use low
1: power. Uh, you sold a this Vexlar. Is, That's good. This is your Zoom. Okay. Teaching you know about Zoom, and then low power is what I usually use. So For games that's your sensitivity yeah right up here that's your sensitivity yeah and you don't need that much of low power you're on low power you don't need much yeah. but it should be we have 48 foot right here in the store that's how deep we're at yeah. it's pretty deep well, where do you plug it in at uh charges right here oh that. so that's part of your combo pack you get the charger right there and then you just plug into it and you don't have to worry about this there's one fuse there, but this is all connected. Just plug in right there, and you're yeah. cool. All righty.
2: Thank you.
0: Did you get that service, Ken? Yeah. Did you sell in the solar panels for the tent that it can plug in directly?
1: No. <laughs> it's all still, it's all still lithium battery. Yep. So we're still mining lithium. But may I go back to the
0: number of little fish? What's your take on that? Is that obnoxious? Is that an annoyance, or is that hope?
1: uh so it's actually really good for folks that are just getting out got a phone call ken hang on one sec where's outdoors is this is bob uh-huh pretty good and bussy would be the place i'd send you if you just if it's your first time going yep island island road yep and you'll see where everybody parks on the south side of the road and and uh you can go out in amongst the folks and uh grab some wax worms and a jig and you can start with that um come up from the bottom about six inches and You'll start getting some bluegills there. Yeah, I can chat with you then and tell you what, what I've been using. Yep, no problem. Bye. Ken, we're also getting a ton of calls. Just how's the ice? How's the bite? Um and we just need to tell listen to the podcast, right? Well, you need to do everything. Put it on yeah. Facebook and uh
0: <laughs> maybe you can throw a big sign over the top of one side of the big walleye and explain. You know what's going on right now. Uh, get Nolan up there putting letters on it.
1: Yeah, um, exactly.
0: So to finish up here with these
1: little fish, showing more of the health of the river. Yeah, I agree with with that. We have different year classes, which is nice on the Mississippi, and and we're catching smaller bluegills, smaller crappies, smaller perch. <clears throat> we have we have a really good number of next year keepers, which is common for Bussy Lake, where I wouldn't keep you know six to seven. And boy after going about three or four times you might get annoyed you try some different stuff but if you're just looking to scratch that itch and get out for the first time which guys still are first time out it just gets that you know oh, i remember how to catch fish i remember how to use my electronic i remember how to use my camera it's really good first spot for folks and you heard on that phone call guy just called first time ever ice fishing stop in we'll hook you up tell you how to fish and 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 get you on some bluegills because there's a lot of them there. Good for the river, good for the year classes, and, and we're getting some, some really nice bluegills as well. So
0: For you and for those people who fish a lot, this is a great time. I'm sure it's a little bit of heaven to be out there and fishing. For those people who are listening or maybe want to convey to someone else in our words, what would you tell somebody who says, I don't understand the allure of ice fishing?
1: Who there's a lot of people that that say that, or they're like, I'll never go out in the cold, or I'll never like the cold. Kind of you, I guess, Ken, when you're... Have you been ice fishing? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, years passed. Uh, I certainly
0: past. have, but I'm also old, and I have a house in Florida, so exactly.
1: I'll be back. Yes, exactly. So there's... They are people like that, that they're like, I just don't understand the cold, but... There's, there's several guys, Ken, that just exclusively ice fish. They don't even fish in open water. Um, there's something about it. I don't know. Um, using the electronic, trying to get those fish, uh, jigged up to where you're choosing the right bait. You're choosing the right jig. You're doing the right cadence on the jigging. It's just, I guess it's fulfillment of doing the right thing or a combination of right things and having a successful day. When you come off with a bucket full of fish, it's, it's a pretty fun day and it gets addicting so last night i went out on myself i've been sneaking out of the store here just going out but there's a lot of folks out there that i know fishing next to them and you're and in buffy lake you're fishing 10 feet away from people but uh joel mosher and i and uh the legend kenny white went out joel's not quite a legend yet but uh We went out, and and those guys, Kenny, put some crappies on the ice with some tip-downs, and we were jigging up bluegills and crappies. Haven't really done the perch. Um, Perch are in a different area, and I'll probably get to that here coming up. But, yeah, next week's going to warm up, so if we don't get it done this week, we're going to see what happens, I guess. Well, you asked me if
0: I could find El Nino and interview him uh, and to make sure we're not sacrilegious here. The terminology actually of El Nino is Spanish for the Christ child. And this weather event, which has been known for a long, long time, tends to peak at Christmas. So that's why it's called El Nino. But the meteorological reality is uh, somewhat more complicated. And I have a longtime friend who's a meteorologist, absolutely loves weather and predicting weather. His name is Mike Smith from Wichita, Kansas. And I got a hold of him this week, just a day ago, and he'll explain what's happening and his projection of what the remainder of this winter will be and why. Uh Well, Bob, I have on the line Mike Smith, who is a longtime friend of mine and an excellent meteorologist. We worked a number of places together, and he had a company called Weather Data that was uh, really one that did a lot of commercial forecasting as well. Mike, this uh, El Nino winter, a lot of people are unhappy with it because <laughs> it's changed the northern. <laughs> you're laughing already. The northern and the southern part of the country. Seem to kind of swap places. And all my ice fishermen friends in Iowa and through the upper Midwest had a very delayed time with a very warm December. Then they got hammered for three weeks of January and now it's warming again. So what can you say to tell us what El Nino really is, if you think that's what the influence here this winter?
2: Well, it is primarily El Nino, but there are a couple of other things. First of all, This was very well forecast. Typically in an El Nino winter, that's exactly what happens. The north and south swap. The southern half of the nation is colder than average, and the northern half of the nation is warmer than average. But when you get a really strong El Nino, like the one that is occurring now, it typically makes the nation warmer than average. But that's, you know, it is winter. That certainly doesn't stop cold air completely from coming down from canada but we have a couple of other influences this year the tonga volcanic eruption that occurred a couple of years ago the tonga volcano eruption put tremendous amounts unprecedented amounts as far as we know of water vapor into the stratosphere Now, we often hear from the climate change people about CO2 and its warming effect. But actually, water vapor has a far greater warming effect than does uh, CO2. So all of this water vapor that's going to be around in the stratosphere for the next few years is going to have a warming effect on our atmosphere. And then finally, there's no question that our overall climate is warmer than it was 50 years ago. In the late 70s, ice fishermen had no problem whatsoever. Those were incredibly cold winters. And then the winter of 83 was very, very cold, as was the winter of 80. So uh, between our warmer temperatures, the volcanic eruption, and the El Nino, it's got the climate rather uh, confused, let's say that, over the United States.
0: What would you say of this, uh, this vortex that obviously came down over the top of us? Does it get knocked off balance? What causes that kind of a, uh, an event to take place?
2: The polar vortex has always existed since the Earth and its atmosphere was created. It is something that Al Roker and some other people thought of to generate publicity. There's really nothing special about the polar vortex. What causes cold air is when air that sits in the polar darkness over Alaska, Siberia, and, of course, the Arctic Circle sits there and gets chillier and chillier and chillier day after day, night after night, and then finally comes south. That happens every winter, and it's going to continue to happen uh, think about the cold wave in February 2021 that caused all the deaths in Texas. That was exactly the same process. Uh, so don't worry about the polar vortex. Worry when you start to see temperatures of 40 below zero in Alaska and over the North Pole, or even colder than that. You have to start monitoring the weather then because it may start heading south.
0: Mike, we're going to get warmer here for a period of time, and that may thin out this ice. But uh what's your call, looking at this El Nino and into the remainder of winter, as far as the potential for us to keep ice uh, up in the northern regions of the U.S.?
2: Ken, it's really not very good. Um, I'm sorry to say that, but the temperature outlook... Uh, whether it's for the next two weeks or the next two months, is generally for warmer-than-average conditions over the northern half of the United States. And that's especially true in the next two to three weeks over Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, uh, the areas that have so many ice fishermen east through the Great Lakes. So I'm afraid to say it, this is not going to be a great winter for ice fishing.
0: Mike, you do a blog quite often, excellent information. Uh, Tell us about it.
2: Well, my blog is about weather primarily and climate and issues related to weather and climate. Now, we have some fun with sports and other topics, but when we have a big ice storm like we had the first of the week or when we have a tornado outbreak or an ice storm, whatever it might be, uh, I talk about it on the blog, and I'm, I'm happy to say that these days we typically get three to six hundred thousand people a month coming to the blog for weather information. It's gotten very popular.
0: Wonderful. What is the name of it?
2: The name of the blog is Mike Smith Enterprises Blog. That's Mike Smith Enterprises Blog, all one dot com. And I think if ice fishermen and others would like updated information as far as weather trends and everything they might get a lot of good information out of the blog.
0: So I do appreciate very much you giving us this information very credible and uh, we thank you and we wish you the best.
2: Always happy to do it Ken and good luck to the ice fishermen who are listening.
1: That's is a very good person to have on because this is the strangest winter that I've been a part of in, in quite a while or that I can remember as far as the conditions. Well, there's
0: uh, an El Niño of different strengths every several years, and then then it rolls the other way to the La Niña, which means it's either above or below normal temperatures at the surface of the Pacific off of Peru. Um and uh, they've known it uh, for long enough to be able to sense what the population of anchovies was going to be and things of that nature. So it is real. He really knows his weather. And um, he's done some amazing things in a long career um, with weather forecasting. Well, Bob, let's get back to you. How are bait sales?
1: Oh, it's been very, very good, Ken. We're, it's something we've been w- waiting uh four customers coming in the door since about Christmas and this was this was uh the week and then we'll have probably our busiest week uh record weekend last weekend for ice fishing um sales and stuff um and then this weekend I think will even be better just because of the folks are getting the memo, hey if you haven't gone or if you your time is gonna be limited. They're seeing that in the in the 7 days. So if they they want to go ice fishing and they have all their stuff and they have failed to use it this is the weekend to do it and we'll be super busy all over the state I would say on the ice fishing ring and uh the first this will be the last safe um or accessible to a lot of places the river will come up and and the shorelines will get a little dicey next week I would assume so if folks want to come out, this would be the weekend um, if you're limited on the weekends. And then next week we'll be fishing hot and heavy as well.
0: Is there some danger of uh, water on top of that ice and people slipping? Uh, you <coughs> recommend wearing uh, cleats or what do you say?
1: Yeah, so it's a little – some spots are um, slick and then some spots are mostly slush. If you're in those slushy spots, not a big deal um there's traction there but we had about last night we had certain areas um that ice gets valleyed or where more holes are where there's standing water uh about inch or two inches of ice or on the ice standing water and and that can get slick um when you're going through some of that cleats are definitely a must um for for folks uh kids are fine usually but if the if you don't want to slip and fall and and injure yourself, uh, cleats are gonna be a must here for the last part of this and and uh just to, just watching out for a lot of holes. Uh there is a ton of holes out on the ice and you yep. got a young you got a young one with a smaller boot, that can be a dangerous event as well. I have heard in
0: Minnesota, Garrison Keeler told this story the guy was trying to get out on the ice to find a relative and was in a hurry and stepped in a hole and broke his leg and uh, I can see how that could happen uh that's uh, I don't wanna say that, but I just want people to know that you could have an accident out there if you don't watch where you're stepping.
1: can i could oh that would just be i can feel that pain mm, <laughs> happen yeah, me too, I used me to too. do it a lot when I was a little little guy, and then I'd have to spend the time in the the car with a wet boot and a wet leg, but that's because you're looking around at everything else and not in front of you uh biggest thing is the river's gonna be coming up a little bit, I would assume with this rainfall. And our shorelines are going to be the things that are going to eat away first, especially with, when we get into the 40s. Uh, this weekend will be nice. We'll get some freezing temps at night still, and it'll keep our ice in the slush and stuff, so we won't have many issues here. We're getting phone calls like crazy. Uh, we are a little bit different from a lot of these folks that are fishing lakes and ponds. We're we're not freezing up or we're not thawing out. That, that nine inches of good ice under that four inches of slop ice. We're still going to have that nine-inch device. It's just how we're going to access it and get to it. And uh, as of right now, we'll still be good to go. We'll just follow it next week. Tell me where people are catching ring perch. Uh, the perch are going to be a little dicey. So we're all stocked in um, one area. There's a lot of people fishing in the north end of Bussy Lake for bluegills and crappies. Those perch are actually going to be probably more in the center cuts. Some of the different dredges away from all of the folks um, we're not catching too many perch when you have a lot of population of people uh in one area they they don't like the noise they'll kind of spook um so along the lily pad stems um, and there's a lot of them along the weed edges um, is where they're going to have more success tip downs put as many of those legally as you can straight lines however you need to do it with the minnow or a rosy red minnow um, and then if you want to jig for them, um, something a little bit heavier, bigger, they're, they're going to be eating one inch bluegills if you clean them in their belly. So, um, uh, I always recommend smashing the bottom with your jig, creating a dust cloud. Um, and then those perch will come in and kind of, they're a curious, curious fish. They'll come in and see what that is. And then whether or not they'll hit your minnow or your jig, if you're fishing exclusively for them, um, just not a lot of guys, doing that yet i'm just starting to see that this week where people are uh, putting emphasis on those perch after they get their bluegills out of the way and get that fix out of the way ken because you can get a headache when you're catching 200 bluegills and only keeping <laughs> keeping 20 of them
0: so yeah but you're out there in a place where that you're enjoying it especially if you've got enough equipment to keep you comfortable uh and you can stay out for several hours and uh, you come back with something that uh proves you were there, Uh, so I think uh, you're at the heavenly time right now, and although we're looking ahead to uh, some melt and an uncertainty of how long winter will last, we still have this moment in time, and if you want to drop by Murray Outdoors on the south end of Guttenberg under the big walleye, Bob's there most days, he's got a great crew of people. Uh, he's got tackle that you're not going to find, uh, in the box stores. He's got people who know what they're talking about. So I would think, Bob, that uh, you're a very good place for people to come. And if they're just starting, like the gentleman you were talking with at the beginning here, you've got that equipment and you can take it all the way to the far end on Vexlars and, uh, cameras and, uh, $250 ice
1: fishing rods. Amazing. Yep. Yep. I just took one of them off the shelf and tried it. They're amazing. Radcliffe rods. Um, I haven't fished with one. And uh last night we were catching a lot of fish with them. So yeah, it's it's good, Ken. Everything's gonna be good. We're just gonna get it all hammered out this week and hopefully we have a longer season. We're very, very hopeful, but uh we'll see what we'll see what happens.
0: Bob Urban, proprietor of Murray Outdoors on the south end of Guttenberg under the Big Walleye. Be safe, everybody, and check Bob's postings on Facebook, and we'll talk to you next week. Have a good one, Bob. Yep, thanks, Ken.